apple. Banana. Yay! <laughs> Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's, I feel like this year I've really struggled at what point in January to stop saying Happy New Year. Yeah. I don't know why. Every other year I just don't even bother. But this year I'm like, oh, Happy New Year. It's mid-January. Yeah. I feel like because I came back from... Um, I was home in, I live in Michigan, but I go to school in Georgia, so it's like, I'm seeing everyone delayed in Georgia, so I keep saying Happy New Year to, like, my classmates, but it's like, you know, it's January 15th, we can stop now. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. It's like going back to work. I went back to yeah. work on the 2nd of January, so, like, it was like, Happy New Year, and then, like, a week later, a bunch of people came back who had been off, mm. so it was like, Happy New Year, and then this week, we had, like, visitors, and it was like, Happy New Year, and I uh, don't do it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I feel yeah. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, so how have you been? Obviously, how was the Christmas break? It was good. Um, it was definitely kind of weird because um, it's like the last, like we have a big break. It's my last year of college and um, we get a six week, seven week actually this time break because there's so many international students that go to my school and uh, it like justifies them buying a, you know, behemoth priced plane ticket if it's a whole break yeah and we're on a quarter system so there's like you pick three quarters to attend and that's like attending full-time so I do the fall winter spring um so I was like the last probably like big chunk of time I'll get to spend with my family maybe like ever because I probably won't move back to Michigan because there's not like tons of job opportunities so it was definitely, like, I had a lot of fun. Like, I did a lot of cool things with my parents, but it was definitely, like, kind of a weird, like, mourning period that we were all, like, aware of, but imagine. not talking about. Yeah. Yeah. See, I had, like, a... No, re- how about you? I had the reversal of that because I stayed here all Christmas in the North. And, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was quite fun, actually, to spend time with my boyfriend, which is quite surprising. Um, we watched, <laughs> like, we binge-watched Maniac on Netflix. Is that any good? Um, it was okay. It was one of them things yeah. that you watched it, and then at the end you were kind of like, yeah, still don't really know what happened, but yeah. ticked it off the list kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then we started watching um, this documentary on Sunderland Football Club, which you would have no idea about, because uh, you are an American. And then yes. we started watching <laughs> You on Netflix, which we haven't, oh, we haven't finished. Heard. So next week I'm doing another podcast episode with Naya, who appeared a few weeks ago, and we're going yeah. to discuss the whole series. But it's, Very nice. I'm, I'm loving it. Honestly, if you told me I would be obsessed with this, I, could, I would laugh in your face. But for some reason, I'm just enthralled by it. Yeah, that's not something um, I ever would have thought, but I'm seeing so many people that I trust yeah. <laughs> say that they're so into it, Even so I like kind of want to... like guys I went to film school with who would yeah. completely shit on something like this, I can see them like watching it, and I'm just like, wow, okay, so I've got two more episodes left, and then I'm going to do an episode next week when we talk about it, because we're going to talk about like stalking as well as a subject, because there's yeah. a few films coming out soon that are about stalking too, so we're going to mm-hmm. cover that, but... Yeah, it was, it was nice to have, like, a break, and it was good to kind of, like... It was nice being in the house, because we hadn't actually been in the house. Yeah. Like, without having to go to work and all this stuff, so it was cool. Yeah. Um, and then just this weekend, I visited my family, which is kind of like my Christmas at home kind of thing. Yeah, so I went down that's to London nice. and saw my friends, and then I remembered why I moved, like, 250 miles away. And, um, <laughs> you know, come back. My mother, it's like... I know every mom 
looks at their kid and will never kind of see them as an adult because they're always like that little mm-hmm. child. But my mum generally thinks I'm like, have no idea about anything. Like, I own a house, mum. I own a house. Yeah. Like, I look after a, a nearly a 30-year-old child in the house. But, you know, <laughs> it's just, everything was just crazy. And, like, I was sitting down at one point and she says to me, when you sit like that, you really like you really look like you have a baby bump. And I was just like, thanks. God. That's horrible. She's, yeah, she's... And there was a few other things. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to say that my train's earlier than it is actually. <laughs> and then my, my best friend came and picked me up, Charlotte. And she was just like, do you just want to drive around and I'll take you to the station? I was like, yes, please. Just just please. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I feel like... I don't know about you, but whenever I see my family, it takes me like a few days to like calm down. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do you you feel that way, too? I do, yeah. And it's definitely, like, my living situation at home. So my parents are divorced, and they they get along really well. Like, that's not an issue. But so I live most of the time now with my dad. And we live in my childhood, like, plot of land. But, like, right before I went to school, we tore down my childhood home, which was essentially, like, a shack, a glorified shack. So it needed to be done. But my grandparents moved in when we rebuilt the house so that my dad could, like, take care of them and all this. So when I go home, it's like I'm not just going home to my dad. It's also my grandparents are there. And I love them, but it's just, like, it's a lot of people in one house. And, you know, and everyone's excited to see me and everything. So sometimes, yeah, it's nice. I'll have days during the week, like, when I go home where I'll just go to my mom's apartment and, like, be by myself. And it's like, yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, like... (laughs) being like harassed as well but like my mom has a dog a new dog he's a puppy and he's a pug and I saw oh my god the dog would not stop humping my leg and I don't oh. mean like a cute little way that a lot of dogs do and they kind of get yeah bored of it. no full no, on I full on felt violated it was horrendous oh and then like god. it get to a point the following day where he can't he calmed down and was just kind of like sitting there and I kind of stroke him and he'd look up at me and I'd be like oh you're so cute and he'd be fine then I'd start tapping away on my laptop and then I'd feel a movement and realize no 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 he tricked me he tricked me the dog tricked me and he was humping again honestly I if I have to see that dog's penis one more time I I can't it's just too much so yeah it was good but I'm glad to be home as well because you know yeah speaking of dogs literally i would say three days after i left michigan left my dad's home i get a text message and my dad has a flip phone still we don't always get you know lots of texting so (laughs) i get a text saying um we might get a black lab i've never had a dog in my life have you not never so three days after i'm pretty much never gonna live there again they get a dog and she's really cute but it's like it's like a replacement child it is so i think that's gonna help him cope and you know she's a black lab so she's got hair like me it's just a little courtney yeah but she's cuter than me (laughs) i doubt that no she probably is i I, I can't wait to we're planning to get our dog later on this year and we're gonna hopefully get a dalmatian and that's another thing like i told my mom like are we getting a dalmatian she was like but they're so big i'm like well, they're the same size as the Labrador. Yeah. Yeah, but Karis, they're really big. Like, are you going to be able to handle that in your house? It's a dog, not a fucking horse. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. And I mean, they're bigger, but they're still not huge, and they're pretty skinny. Like, they're almost built like a greyhound more than like. Yeah, they're you know more, what I they're mean? quite lean, but I mean, she. Yeah. I just you think 
I don't know. I can't, I can't get it. Like I said, it takes me a few days to calm down, and it's been two days, so I need another day, and then I'll be fine. <laughs> it's just, just how it is. Oh, dear. But, yeah, so, yeah, this, but when I was down there, obviously, I was taking a long train journey, so I was luckily able to catch up with some films on Netflix that I hadn't seen Good. for a while. And one thing I saw, which I absolutely loved, was Dumpling. Oh, I want to see that. I never saw it because I really like the girl that's in it because she was in that one Patty Cakes. I don't know if you ever saw Patty yeah, Cakes. Yeah, her name is, um, oh, something McDonald. That's so bad of me. Yeah. I know. I can't remember. But she's, I loved Patty I think Cakes. She's she's, she was also in Bird Box. Okay, I, I haven't seen Bird Box oh, yet. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I'm yes. sure we will. <laughs> but yes, she... Uh, she's really great in it and it's really it's a cute film like i wish that it's a kind of film that i'd like to direct it was just a feel good very women driven film um yeah. about like a beauty pageant and it was kind of like miss congeniality meets um kind of like sweet home alabama it was just very mm-hmm. cute and sweet and just like feel good i mean some people have insulted it for being a bit dumb and dull but i'm like well it's you know it's not a phd it's a fucking movie you know yeah (laughs) but i i enjoyed it and now i could not stop listening to jolly parton like i can't (laughs) so definitely something to watch if you're a fan of dolly parton and general happiness yeah you know but yeah so (laughs) we were able to catch up with some tv over the christmas break but now obviously all the new tv's coming back so True Detective yes. came back, season three. I'm excited. I'm I excited. haven't started it yet. I gotta get... I mean, I don't have a TV at school, but, like, we're just... My boyfriend and I just use our parents, mostly his parents, like, HBO and oh my various God, yeah. See, passwords. We don't have HBO over here, so we have Sky mm-hmm. Atlantic, which pretty much covers most of HBO. Oh, okay. But last night we were watching something else, and then I said, people on Twitter are talking about True Detective. Oh, True Detective's on. We're missing True Detective. And it was just like... Yeah. So it's back. So that's something you need to watch. I'm excited because I think it's going back to its kind of original style that yes. everyone loved in the first season. And I think season two... Season two was not fantastic, but it got given a very rough ride, I think. Yeah. And I never I never got through season two. I'm horrible at TV. I'm just finally, like, maturing into a normal TV watcher where I can get through a whole season of television. <laughs> I love that you um, regard it as maturing. <laughs> I know. Um, I need another person to watch it with or I don't do it. But um, season two, it's fine in what I saw. It just shouldn't have been true detective. Like, if it was billed as any other TV show, like, if you gave it a different name, I think people would have loved it. That's a good It's just no one wanted L.A. mobster stuff with true detective. I think you want kind of the CD. I don't know. The first season is so perfect. It's like one of the most, like, I don't know... And I, I'm sure the third season could be good, but it, it could be a matter of just lightning strikes once, you know? Yeah, it's. I think that's the hard thing with an anthology is that people think that mm-hmm. oh, it's it's you know we can we can do this amazing every single time because it's different. And you think well, no. Sometimes I mean it's a bit like American Horror Story returning to the yes. Coven storyline because it worked. It didn't work again, but <laughs> I have so many thoughts on American Horror Story. I watch it religiously, and I liked Apocalypse, but it was a mess. God damn, honestly, an actual mess. It was one of those, uh, <laughs> I can't even just, I can't express words, but it's, um, it was just, yeah. And thought I heard, actually, that they were thinking about making The Haunting at Hill House on Netflix, an anthology. Yeah. Oh, okay. I still haven't seen that oh, either. Oh, yeah. You got to catch up on that. That was one of my favorites from last year, I think. 
It was that like, well, everyone said they loved yeah, it. Yeah, again, a bit like you on Netflix. It was not what I yeah. was expected, and I was hooked. Yeah. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely give that a shout. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and then I know, at least American Netflix is getting, um, assassination of Gianni Versace like Thursday, and my mom's been bothering me about that for a year, so I like have to watch that so she'll stop bothering me. I do. Well, and I'm a I slave to Ryan that. Murphy. Yeah, so. I know. I don't know why because. Uh, me neither <laughs> it's just makes me laugh. like after i was done with glee i was like that's it ryan murphy we're done can't take you anymore can't. and then he kind of brought american horror story and i was like okay you've reeled me back in it's a different and kind it was of okay genre. and then it... it's okay and then he did scream queens and i was like no can't i never watched that. that one i watched two episodes and couldn't do it funnily enough my boyfriend was obsessed with the show and i mean obsessed like he watched it religiously oh my god that's yeah. funny and um and then I watched, obviously, like, American Crime Story, the O.J. Simpson, yeah. which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. watch Feud with Joanne and... Um, yeah, I didn't watch, didn't watch that, that either. Joanne. Joanne, sorry. <laughs> I'm on good mm-hmm. name term with her. Um, but, yeah, I want to watch that. But are they still doing the Princess Diana and Charles one? I think so. I He has so many things happening that I don't... I think his crime story has taken off so popular. I mean, Versace's won, like, every award it's been nominated for, say, as did the OJ one, I think. OJ, yeah, so. so I think they're putting a lot of effort into that. And I think that's one of the reasons Apocalypse suffered so much, because if you would have thrown maybe theory. another million dollars yeah. at Apocalypse and given it one extra episode and not made the villain at the end a Range Rover, maybe it would have been better. <laughs> it was very, it was a lot of, it was a big cop-out, really, American Horror Story Apocalypse, the fact that, oh, we'll just go back in time, which is exactly what they're going to do in Avengers Endgame, I'm just saying. Oh, I know. That's all they're going to oh, do. Yeah. But on that subject, today they dropped the new trailer for Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. I saw it, actually. Yeah. And I watched it. people are shocked because obviously this takes place after Endgame, so it kind of confirms that Spider-Man didn't die. Anyone mm-hmm. who thought they killed off Spider-Man, you need a serious rethink of your life. What? Exactly. It's like people, like, everyone, not everyone clearly, because there's a lot of people that don't, but when you watch yeah. Infinity War, obviously it's like, oh my god, they're gone. But you know, yeah. they haven't just introduced well, Black the Panther to kill reaction. him off. Yeah, and of course, course in the instant... We're going to bring Black Panther we're going to give you your first all-black superhero film. Lol, we're going to kill him off the second... Yeah, no. So it's... um, Yeah, I really enjoyed the trailer. I'm really excited to see the different locations. They were actually filming close by where I used to live. So that's quite cool. cool. Um, And I think it's going to be fun. Plus, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh my God, I forgot that he was in it. So when I watched the trailer and he appeared, I generally like... (gasps) Audibly gasped. So um, I like his little mirror ball head that he has. I know it's going to be. But uh, we still get to see Jake Gyllenhaal. I know it's like they, they <laughs> yeah. When it was first announced, I remember people were like, "Well, how's that going to work?" Because he doesn't have a face. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see how that kind of works out because you mm-hmm. know. But oh, we'll see. It's not going to. It'll be not long now until we have it all coming out because we've got Captain Marvel yeah. in March. Oh Avengers my god, that's in March! In oh my god. And um, wow. Spider-Man is also this year. And then I think that's all that Marvel have got for us this year, isn't mm-hmm. it? Seems, it feels like... That's 10. still quite a bit. <laughs> it's, yeah, when you think about a studio, quite a bit, it's almost mm-hmm. like a Ryan Murphy production. <laughs> Three shows a year. Okay. Does DC have anything this year? Is Wonder Woman this year? The other Wonder Woman? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if they have it. I don't know. Maybe they're taking a year Because I think The Flash was pushed off, like, two years. I, 
and it's a mess we'll get back we'll get back to this when we discuss yeah. Aquaman I've actually got yeah. some um this is the first time I've actually got some feedback for the podcast oh which was always quite scary because I always expect someone to email me like dear Karis your podcast sucks stop making it <laughs> kind regards in brackets kind not regards. really kind though <laughs> So the first is from Anthony and Anthony said on the last podcast you spoke about setting realistic New Year's resolutions and being specific. I took this on board and changed my goal of losing weight to losing half a stone and feel like this is going to keep me more motivated as it's specific but you didn't mention what your New Year's resolutions were. That's because I didn't set myself any. <laughs> I don't have any so like, either. I made, I made like a like a mind map of like like areas of my life I wanted to improve this year but mm-hmm. it was so big like I'm not gonna say like everything on this list has to be done by the end of 2019 yeah um so no I haven't set myself anything in, in fact I'm this month I'm not doing anything different because I just feel like it's too much pressure yeah and like just being in like being in my office at work and hearing the people go on about their diets and exercise routines and seeing the fridge full of like all this healthy food I'm just like oh this is exhausting to just listen to yeah. like well and they're gonna work. stop by February 1st and not only that but like how much chocolate is left over at Christmas I'm not throwing it oh, all away I'm sitting no. here right now next to a big tub of chocolate like, yeah no no so I didn't yeah sorry Anthony I didn't set myself any news resolutions but I am doing stuff if that makes you feel any better and well done for changing your goal I hope you lose half a stone Go yeah forward. that's awesome okay from Leanne I love the podcast blending films and life in, in general is so motivating to listen to lately with revision and working as many shifts as I can I'm struggling to get to the cinema for new releases can you recommend a way I can stay up to date on films without missing out oh god I've been in your shoes and I don't know what to yeah. say <laughs> What I did yeah. used to do, I mean, I don't know if this works for your timetable, but when I was studying, um, I used to go to the cinema, because my cinema had, like, a cafe, which I think a lot of them mm. do, take my yeah. laptop, and I would in, I would see, like, two, three films a day, like, on a Saturday or Sunday, and then study mm-hmm. in between, so I was kind of, like, combining both, so if you mm-hmm. have, like, a cinema that allows you to do that, then fantastic, if not, then pirate copy, no, I'm joking, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I would say the same thing because, like, I I don't have any movie theaters near me when I'm at school. Like, they're like I have to drive and I don't have a car. Um, so usually, what me and my friends would do is we would go see like two or three movies in a day. Like, we'd pick a day. We're like, okay, we don't have to do homework today or study or work or whatever, and just boom, boom, boom. There's yeah. a mall across the street. Oh, we'd cop. get dinner and then go back. And I haven't. I mean, we haven't done that in a while. Um, and I've just kind of bitten the bullet and just don't go as much anymore unless it's something I really want to see. Like, I, in the fall, the only movies I saw um, before I went back home were The Nun and um, Halloween. That was it. Yeah. I'm the same. Like, this Sunday I'm going to see two films because I've not been to the cinema for, like, three yeah. weeks. Like, I mean, I still find it hard now, even just, like, with work and things like that. And, I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. a cinema in the town I live in, but it's not the one that I have a card to. So, yeah. I have to pay. Um, so, no. But, yeah, try that out. Bulk scene film. A lot of people, like, what? Two, three films in a day? But they'll sit there and watch Netflix for, like, seven hours, and it's pretty much the exactly. same thing. Exactly. So. so, there's no difference. Well, and that's, like, a film festival, too. Like, yeah, I, we had a film... My school throws a film festival, so I think we saw... I guess two was the most in one day, but they were like right after each other. I saw yeah. At Eternity's Gate and Vox Lux like back to back. That was a Dang. that was a lot. 
The most flat. I saw was, I mean, usually I'd recommend like two. Two's good. Three's great. Yeah. Four is too much. Like when I was working yeah. at a film festival, I had to watch four films a day because I was yeah. interviewing the directors and I was so tired, honestly. And I couldn't yeah. even remember like what happened. I was like meshing them all together. So yeah, keep yeah. it to two or three because four yeah. will melt your brain, honestly. Especially mm-hmm. if it's some of the releases that we had last year because God, they were bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one is from Jody Karis. Just finished listening to the last podcast with the kitchen nightmare. Oh my god, did you listen to this? So yes, <laughs> yeah. I too have melted my fair share of items in the oven, so I feel your pain. Since having your own home, have you found cooking enjoyable, or is it just another chore? I'm asking as I'm soon to move in with my two friends who cannot cook. So I'm wondering whether I should prepare for the worst. Um, <laughs> Don't prefer, I mean, what, I think don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like, you can easily have, like, two, three nights a week where you just throw a bunch of stuff in the oven from the freezer. Mm-hmm. Like, chicken nuggets, fish fingers, you know. You can get decent stuff in the yeah. freezer. Um, I would, though, don't take any shit. I would tell your friends they need to learn how to cook at least something. I mean, yeah. a pasta, you put it in a boiling pot of water and, you know, Deal with stir it, yeah. So, yeah, don't, t- put, t- don't put too much pressure. Don't look at like pages on Instagram and think you need to make a gourmet meal every evening. Just um, take it easy, you know. But yeah, but yeah, it's still enjoyable. I still enjoy it. I just can't be asked most of the time. And, yeah, yeah. But I haven't burnt anything in a long time, so it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. But yeah, um, on that topic, feedback, love it. So yeah, just keep it coming in. Um email or whatever it's nice to hear that people are actually listening because when i see like 700 people listened i'm like that can't that can't be right turns out it is okay it's so fun fun i find it scary courtney i enjoy listening to it i'm one of those 700 i appreciate you okay uk (laughs) box office top 10 we were just talking about it the number 10 it's spider-man into the spider-verse which we both haven't seen (laughs) No, and I feel so like guilty about it because I almost went to school for animation and I used to be really into it. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, you know, a not like directly marketed to like little kids, like no. cutting edge, like really inventive animated movie, and I haven't seen it. I feel really guilty, but I'm glad it won the Golden Globe. That's awesome. I know, and I think that um, it's one of these things where you can have a bit like the Walking Phoenix film that's coming out later this year. You can have a comic book character in different kind of um, yeah verses, if that's probably the right term, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so obviously, this isn't kind of like. Oh, I don't know. It's just, I'm really excited to see it. I'm gutted I haven't yet seen it. I'm hoping it's still going to be showing. But the cast is amazing. Oh like, my god, seriously, it's like Nicolas Cage, Jake Johnson, Hayley Steinfeld, Chris Pine, uh, Catherine Han, Kimiko Glenn, Zoe Kravitz. Like I could go on and on, but you know, Post Malone. I'll stop. I'll stop. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Who is Post Malone in it? I'm guessing a Spider-Man. I didn't know he was in it. <laughs> I didn't know he was in it. Did wow. You know? Okay. Well, a lot of people are saying it's the best film of 2018. So that's what I've seen. I saw a thing on Twitter that was like someone was doing like their own like poll thing and like people were voting and it got down to like the two best of 2018 and it was that versus first reformed. But really? And I yeah, I am like the number one first reformed uh, warrior. Are. So I was like, oh, Spider Man fans are just picking it even with it. But yeah, no, I'm sure it deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm just biased. I'm just happy first reformed like up there. So that's cool. Me too. <laughs> okay, number nine is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Again, have not seen. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> oh my 
my god. I know I'm evil. I'm evil. You're not evil. It's fine. You know, it's totally fine. I'm not yeah. one of them people on Twitter that's like, oh my god, you haven't seen a film and you call yourself a film fan. Shut up. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know who you are if you listen. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number eight is The Upside. Now, this is the remake of the uh, French film. Do you know which French film it is? Yeah, I haven't even heard of this. <laughs> you haven't heard of it? No. Oh, I need to look Right, Google so it. The Untouchables came out in like 2011. It was a French film. Basically, they've remade it with. Oh, yeah? okay. It was yeah, I didn't know it was called The Upside. Season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they've remade it now with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. And yes. it's not really done very well. That's one I've heard. And Brian Cranston, like, ran his mouth a little too much trying to defend it, but then it kind of backfired. No. What happened to, like, actors defending films? It's like, it, it never really used to happen. They used to just be like, oh, okay, no. you didn't like it. But now I feel like a lot of actors are kind of like, well, if you didn't like it, it's because you didn't understand it. And I just think, well, no, people, you know, you're allowed to not like a film. It's, you know. Yeah. But, I mean. Well, that's like I just read an article about Matt Dillon defending not only the house that Jack built, but Lars von Trier, oh, too. And it's like, just don't talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't, like, you're not going to, people that didn't, that don't like Lars von Trier, like, you're not going to change their minds. So yeah, don't it's, it's like try. the just like, that try and, like, defend working with Woody Allen. It's just, whatever you say is not going to, it's like, yeah, sort of stuff. But, it, yeah, I mean, um, the it's been in production since like 2011 and it's just gone gone oh. through people it was going to be chris rock it was going to be idris elba or colin firth was going to be in it like it's just kind of gone through that development hell where it's just kind of like what exactly are we going to do with it kind of thing yeah um, and i feel like putting kevin hart in a semi serious serious role is not a good idea I don't know. I don't know. I th- things are a mess with him at the moment, honestly. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. The thi- I mean, a lot. What a lot of people have said is, it's the fact that you can people say dumb things at, like earlier in life. If you say sorry, most of the time it can just be address it. Yeah. But the fact that you didn't say sorry and then Ellen DeGeneres has got involved, it's just a big old it's mess, a mess, honestly. So we'll just move on from that. But yeah, I've not seen the upside, and I'm probably not going to see it because it just seems like a waste of time. Yeah, it looks like I, mm. it, you know those films that you think obviously the production team have I've tried to market it as a Oscar film and it just falls short yeah. of marks. So it comes out in like January to April time. This feels yeah. like that film. It's done better in I America agree. than it has over here for some reason. It's number one in America, I think. But it's um yeah, not for us. So but yeah. Yeah. Uh and number seven it's Colette. That's actually showing, like, next week in the, like, one theater in downtown Savannah that only shows old movies. They get, like, <laughs> one new movie, like, a year. And that's the one. So I might go see it. I, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so it's based on the life of a French novelist, and it stars uh, Keira Knightley. It was at the BFI London Film Festival. Um, I probably won't see this because it won't be released anywhere near me but people seem to have really really resonated it really loved it and um said that it's one of these period films that isn't too old to not relate to which i feel like some older films are but um but yeah Yeah. so it seems to be doing well but i'll probably end up missing it unfortunately um and number six it's bohemian rhapsody we've covered this many times so we're just going to skip on to number five number five we've got bumblebee 
Now, I have found a brilliant review on Letterboxd from Protect Thugger that said, this is the shape of water with robots. <laughs> so, like, does Hayley start to fuck the robot? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> does, is that what happens in the film? Does she fuck the robot? Oh, how, man. How? You know, I bet when she was doing True Grit and, like, popping off, she didn't think that people would be talking about her fucking a robot but it's <laughs> where we are <laughs> she's got an interesting career like she i mean yeah she, after true grit i don't don't remember seeing her in many things but then like the past two three years she obviously did the pitch perfect film she did the yeah. age of 17 um and this and, and she's, singing, she's singing right yeah so yeah. i don't i don't know i think she's i don't know maybe she's just finding her feet but i don't know yeah i'm not a massive fan is that bad to say I'm 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 just, I really like True Grit, but that's I like it. True Grit. Like, that's I all I can really that. say. I like True Grit. Yeah, that's like I don't know. I mean, I don't hate the Pitch Perfect movies, but they're fun. They were. She doesn't make that movie though. You know no. what I mean? I mean, to be I still kind of stand ground that Pitch Perfect should never had have had any sequels because it just kind yeah. of got yeah. done. I mean, the third one was just utterly ridiculous, but never mind. Number four, speaking mm-hmm. of utterly ridiculous, we've got Aquaman. <laughs> now, I don't know how it got made. Now, like, I it love was, it, but it's always it was always a film that was like in production and just never got anywhere. And usually because the content is not amazing. I mean, it's kind of interesting, but it's not amazing. So when this film was announced. I mean, when they announced Justice League, I thought, well, how on earth are they going to do Aquaman? Because, you know, like, he rides around on a shark, and it's very gimmicky. It's typical comic book kind of thing. It's hard oh, to yeah. portray in a live-action film. I mean, an animation film, mm-hmm. you could probably do a, a job. But... Oh, yeah. So then they, then they cast Jason Momoa, and I thought, okay, it's like a different take. He's a little bit more, you know, like, rugged. And then, you know, he's in Justice League, and you don't really see him, like, underwater. And then Mm -hmm. Aquaman comes around, and it's James Wan, so I'm like, okay, it's a different style director. They haven't gone with a horror director before, so this could be good. Amber Heard is cast, I'm like, okay, this is fantastic. Patrick Wilson, um, you know. And then they watch the film, and it's just quite... (laughs) I don't really know what happened. Oh, yeah. No. I loved it. I but loved it. It's a mess. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I loved it, but it's a mess. And I mean, oh, it's such a mess. There's comedy in it that's funny and it's sarcastic and it's a bit tongue in cheek. And Amber Heard plays a very um, kind of she's a typical kind of high ranking family who's kind of married off and mm-hmm. hasn't really explored the world. People kept referring to her as playing Ariel from The Little Mermaid, and the only symbolance they had was the color, the red color hair, and she had that color hair in the comic book. So you're talking nonsense. Um, yeah, I thought she was great in like the yeah. fight scenes because I've not seen her in a film. Mm-hmm. You forget that this is the first kind of big blockbuster film Amber Heard's actually been in, which is yeah. ridiculous considering she's actually a very talented actor. Yeah. And the story is just a bit. So it's kind of like the people of Atlantis are scared that the people on Earth are going to come and attack them. So they just attack them instead. It's a bit like America. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I don't really know what to say. I've kind of forgotten a lot of it, actually, as well. Yeah. I saw it about three weeks ago. 
Yeah, I saw it probably about the same, and I um I went with my mom who only wanted to see it because Jason Momoa, Jason. <laughs> and um she loved it because she'd never she hasn't really seen any of the like superhero movies since maybe like the first Avengers. Oh bless. So it's like there's a lot's happened since then, mother. <laughs> um, Spider-Man but she dead. really like <laughs> loved it. Like she was blown away by like all the effects and stuff and she just genuinely enjoyed it so it was kind of funny to like like it was more enjoyable because of that um and i willem dafoe is my father i, I love go- him I, so much i was trying it was on the tip of my tongue i was thinking of william dafoe i kept thinking christopher uh, walken but that's why they totally like photoshopped him to look young when I they know. did the flashbacks and um he looked better than he ever did <laughs> he was young so like as as a longtime fan it took me out of a little bit because i'm like that's not even what he looked like when he was like 30 so do you know who i thought was really great as well nicole kidman yes oh i love nicole um, kidman at the beginning when she was whipping her little trident trident. around. i thought the love story between um aquaman's mom and dad was actually really heartbreaking that she got a little it bit was. upset I know. I cried at the end. I was getting I a bit I like, teared ups. up. Yeah, oh, but I cried at the end. Um, but yeah, it's it's silly. I mean, I probably won't watch it again, but it's no. a bit of fun. And they had to make the film just to kind of fit in with this universe style they're trying to mimic yeah. from Marvel. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't with the, with the DC films. I think they've done Batman to death now, and I think that yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy is so iconic. And well made. That it's it, like definitive. You can't touch it really. So obviously they've done Batman versus Superman. They've done Justice League, and it's a different kind of style of Batman. But I think to do another Batman film is just be a waste of money, and you could put that money yeah. into so many other original stories or other comic book characters. I know. So, but I don't really know what they're doing because obviously they've delayed the Flash movie. They're doing mm-hmm. Wonder Woman two. They were doing Man of Steel too. I don't know. We'll have to do another episode on this, Courtney, and discuss DC's yeah. mess because it's just no it's not exciting i can't say that i'm excited i mean i'm excited to see wonder woman 2 because it's in the 80s and chris pines back yeah. somehow but other than that i'm not like oh i can't wait for justice league 2 because I'm, yeah i'm not at all yeah no i feel you number three is mary poppins returns I didn't see it. I it was it was that or Aquaman actually the day that I went to see Aquaman and my mom and I said Aquaman. I actually saw it the same day I saw Aquaman. Actually, it was a double. Oh, very bill. nice. Um, I quite liked it. It was very charming. It's very much alike to the original film, so it is kind of like mm-hmm. a reimagining. Like some of the songs are kind of the same, and the storyline kind of follows a similar kind of narrative in regards to tone. Um, yeah, there are moments where it's quite like sad, and I'm like, oh, good, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Um, but no, it's it's it was never going to be a good as as good as the first one. So kind of measuring no, it up to anyone that thought that exactly. And Emily Blunt's portrayal of Mary Poppins is quite different. She's a little bit more stern and a little bit more um, I don't know, not uptight, but she's just a little bit different. But Emily Blunt said that she took more of her influence from the books rather than the Julie Andrews oh, okay. character. So I think that's why um, the dancing's good and the songs are quite catchy. Um, that's good. But yeah, it gave me the same kind of feel that Paddington gave me. So I think it's that kind of British, okay. I don't know, fuzzy mm-hmm. feeling. But I quite enjoyed yeah. it. Um, number two, we've got The Favourite, which you have seen. I have seen The Favourite. 
What did have you, you seen the paper? I haven't because okay. it only came out last week. Yeah. I haven't had time. So no, I, I got to see it at a film festival in the fall. Um, I kind of have an unpopular view of oh the favorite. Oh, my so God. I know. Go ahead because I, I haven't will... heard a, an unfavorable view, so I'm interested now. Here's the thing. I love Yorgos Lanthimos. So I'm butchering his name. I probably. love the way I was just Yorgos. about to say. I love the way you say his name, but then you said you weren't saying it properly. So maybe I don't. I don't know. I'm, I just, Yorgos I just is usually right, I say think. that fella behind the lobster. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I love that fella behind the lobster. Uh, I love the lobster. I love Killing of a Sacred Deer. I love Dogtooth. They're great movies. Um, and I love the kind of bizarre, just your ghostness that all those movies have. And I found out, like, the day I was seeing the movie, maybe the day before, that he didn't write The Favorite. Oh, I didn't know that either. So I was like, oh, so the actors aren't going to be speaking like they have no emotion. Like, what's that going to be like? You know what I mean? Like, the. So I yeah. went in and I have this just totally way too high standard in, set in my head because of the other movies he's done. And it's a, still a great movie. It's probably one of the best period pieces to come out in a long time. And that's another thing. I don't love period pieces. Um, but the actresses are fantastic. Um, the sets, the costumes, it's filmed great. The story is good. It just, I wanted more out of Yorgos. Like, I think someone else could have directed that movie and it still would have been good and oh, okay. he could have. So, I don't know. I still don't. It's still a good movie. Like, I get, like, and I get all the praise the actresses are getting and everything that it's getting. And it's still a good screenplay. Like, it's a well written movie. It's just not, I guess, what I was looking for. A lot of people are calling it his Barry Lyndon, which I would agree, because, like, Barry Lyndon's a fine movie, but it's not the best Stanley Kubrick movie. <laughs> That's interesting. I've only just this week started seeing uh, reviews from, not reviews, but just comments from people on Twitter saying that it's mm -hmm. not as great as they thought it was going to be. And ironically, these are the people that aren't kind of film critics and stuff. So I think a lot of critics saw this film earlier on um, in the season, so, like, at film festivals from, like, September onwards. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw the trailer, I thought, oh, God, I'm not interested in that. Because it, it reminded yeah. me of the film Love and Friendship that came out a few years ago with Kate Beckinsale. Yes, I, I haven't seen that, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so it reminded me of that. And I remember watching that and thinking, oh, this is just not for me. Like, it's good for yeah. you, but it's just not for me. And um, so I thought, yeah. oh, I'm not interested. And then I started seeing more, like, snippets. And I thought, oh, it's actually more funny than I thought it was going to be. It's funny, yeah. Yeah. So um, I do want to see it. But, yeah, I'm a bit concerned. Yeah, definitely see it. Yeah. Bit, I sounded really, like, serious. I'm a bit concerned. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a film. Calm down. <laughs> it's not, like, a huge deal. Yeah. Oh, God, sorry. I didn't mean to scare anyone there. I'm a bit concerned about your <laughs> film, The Fella Behind Lobster. Um, at, number, <laughs> at number one, it's Stan and Ollie, which is the biographical film about Laurel and Hardy. Um, this actually only came out on Friday, so I've not yet seen it. I wasn't actually interested in seeing this, but after hearing some interviews and reading some articles, um, I think it's actually going to be quite a good film, so I actually might go to see it. What about yourself? Yeah, it looks good. I don't think it's being released here yet. Oh, if... yeah, because it's a British film. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but I've seen, you know, snippets and stuff, and it looks like, it looks good. Like, it looks like a good biopic. Yeah. Like a nice, 
And I think the actors, you know, perfect choices, perfect casting, and the chemistry they have is, you know, reflective of the real people they're playing. So I think that'll do good, yeah. Apparently, John C. Riley had to have four hours of makeup every single oh day. Oh, my God. That is oh my heavy. God. I always get amazed that by is... prosthetics because I just think it's insane. Really insane. Oh, yeah. Because like, I remember the first, like, the first time um, when we were studying film and I remember the first kind of case study I did on prosthetics was Jim Carrey as the Grinch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, my God, he's so dedicated. Like, wow. And I was like, Carrie, he's getting paid, like, Fifty million dollars, of course. Yeah. Okay, we're going to fucking sit there in the chair, but um, mm-hmm. no, it did make me laugh. But yeah, so that's the top ten at the moment. Now, coming out this week is actually quite a lot. Um, first of all, there's Glass. Mm. Now, this is the follow-up to obviously Split, which was the unpredicted follow-up to Unbreakable. Now, original reviews. Uh, sorry, initial reviews I've heard have been quite bad. <laughs> Just that they think the film is quite... Um, uh, what's the word? Overreaching for what it could yeah. achieve kind of thing. Um, I mean, have you seen it? Are you going to see it? Okay, so I have a, a history with Unbreakable. Oh, here we go. This Let's is an exclusive. Pop the kettle on this but, um, <laughs> this could this could stir some. If the wrong person listens to this podcast, there could be some fights. But I, I, I'm gonna I, I don't just. I think M Night Shyamalan listens to my podcast. Oh no, it's personal. Oh, so oh. I have my dad and I have a friend. It's one of my dad's friends who I also work for and we work with because I work with my dad when I go home he's one of our good dear friends and he loves Unbreakable Okay. and when I was in high school and getting really into film he told my dad you guys gotta watch Unbreakable and we were like okay like we like the village okay we like Sixth Sense sure (laughs) we hated it (laughs) I hate Unbreakable (laughs) like I hate it and then he my dad didn't have the heart to tell him that we watched it so it's been like five years of being like oh we haven't seen it we haven't seen it (laughs) so when i went to see split on my birthday two years ago and at the end you see bruce willis in his little coat i was pissed off (laughs) a few people have said that to me Made me laugh. Oh. I mean, I remember when I, funnily enough, when I was studying film, a lot of people said to me, "You got to watch Unbreakable. You got to watch Unbreakable." And I just never did. And then when I finally watched it, I was kind of like, "That was kind of cool," but you know. And then when I went to go see Split, I was really excited to see Split because I thought, "Wow, this is going to be so cool. It's going to be like a horror film. It's going to have yeah. different personalities. The girls are going to probably be like very terrorized, and it's going to be like jumpy." It was nothing like that. I actually found no. it so disappointing. And then when you got it to the ending, and it was like, oh, but actually, it's part of the universe. I just thought, what? Not what? And the two people I saw it with hadn't seen Unbreakable. So they were like, what? The major- well, I think <laughs> this is like the majority of the people who went to see Split didn't see Unbreakable because it was kind of marketed. No. As- Don't you feel like it was marketed as like a teen horror? Oh, yeah. And then when you saw... And then people... I feel like... I mean, it was all right. But I said... I remember when it came out, I said I didn't really enjoy it. And then when they announced Glass was happening, 
I thought, oh, God, well, I'm going to have to go watch it because, A, Sarah Pawson's yeah. in it and you've got to support the American yeah. Horror Story fan. But, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go watch it. I think I'm seeing it this weekend, actually, but I just... I can. I'm not. Let me know. I'm not gonna go in and be like, "This is gonna be amazing," because I do think it's probably gonna no. Fall go in arse. with your expectations like six feet under, and then maybe if it's okay, you'll be like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay." <laughs> um. Also, up this week is monsters and men. Um. This is uh, the aftermath of a police killing a black man, told through the eyes of oh. the bystander. Um. It's. Oh. Have you heard of this? I did. I think I just heard about it, like, two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) It stars uh, John David Washington, who obviously was the star of Black Klansman and is Denzel's Mm -hmm. son. Um, It's not been given massive reviews at the moment, um, but I think it's because the release has been quite limited. Yeah. But um, it looks like an important film, and I think there's more for it. A bit like The Hate You Give that came out last year. Um, I think it's Mm -hmm. good that these films are being made because it's highlighting more things. And I think instead of, like, YouTube videos and stuff like that people see on Twitter, people will watch a film and probably take it more in, which is ridiculous, really. You'd think that a video of a real crime happening would be more effective. But this is audiences, so what can you say? Um, Also out this week is Beautiful Boy. Oh, is that the Timothy Chalamet one? That little shit, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you hate him too? Oh my god, I can't stand him, Courtney. I hate him so much. I hate Karen. him so much. Oh like I've just lost three hundred <gasps> listeners. I hate him so this right. Call me by your name. Let let's go back. Call me by your name. I fucking hate that film. I've never seen it. I refuse I hate to that watch film. it. And the fact that people go on about predator behaviour and then praise, call me by your fucking name, well... It's really creepy. That's why I, it just, like, weirded me out, so I didn't want to see it. I watched it. it obviously, it got released at the London Film Festival and everyone went bloody mad for it. And I, did, yeah. and I missed it. I just didn't see it. And I think the fact that I went for the entire catalogue and didn't pick it as a film I wanted to watch probably says a lot. But I watched it a few months later. And I was like, Really? that's it like it just yeah i don't know but then everyone goes on about it and for some reason everyone goes on about this boy and i just i I don't see the appeal maybe because i'm an adult woman and at 27 and he looks like a child he's Um, like my age and i don't get the appeal and i don't actually and then i didn't like him in ladybird i thought he was just fucking (laughs) annoying and then obviously yeah. this film come out and i looked at it and i just thought no thanks that just looks like awards crap well in every like there's this scene they kept sharing like when the trailer was released it must have been in the fall because i was like around my friends here and it was like him sitting in like a diner with steve carell yeah and like acting i'm using air quotes for everyone listening um, and everyone's like, oh, just give him the Oscar already. And they were, like, being dead serious. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes. Like, he's like, dad, like, I do meth. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, we're gonna get hate mail for this one, though. Ooh. Where did he come from, though? Because, like, it's... Hell? I... Did you see his uh... damn little glittery harness thing he wore yeah. to those ropes? And everyone was like, so... oh, he's woke. Yeah, someone was like, your fave would never. And I was like, I know they wouldn't. <laughs> my, um, my boyfriend, Scott, really does not like him either. It really does not like him either. My my boyfriend doesn't like him either. I yeah. call him turtleneck champagne. <laughs> I am... Um, 
I've just read this now. He was in Interstellar. He played Casey Affleck's character when he was like 15. And, Forgettable. Um, and yeah, he was in Homeland as well. Never watched it. I don't know. But yeah, it's so funny. I thought I was the only one, like, whenever I never say anything about this because I always think, like, I'm going to get, like, what's the word? Hung up? I don't know. But um, yeah. That's so funny. I'm, I can't wait to tell Scott when he comes home. We thought I'm we so were glad. alone. I'm so glad. Yeah. He's just, he's something dodgy about him. He's, he's got a secret. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, anyway, now that we've lost half the listeners, let's continue. <laughs> and finally out this week is... Mer- so we didn't really speak much about Bo- Beautiful Boy as a film. Sorry. Yeah, so this is actually... Um... <laughs> Sorry, I've just completely lost what I was doing. <laughs> you just shattered me. The only thing I was really excited about this film is that Amy Ryan and Steve Carell are playing husband and wife. So it's kind of like a throwback yes. to the office. That was one thing I was excited about. But yeah, so the, the actual film is based on a best-selling book about a father and son going through um, relapse and recovery. Um, I mean, the reviews are quite high and I think it's got quite a lot of award nominations, but you won't find me and Courtney in the cinema watching it. No. And I think the kid that plays him when he's little is that little funny one from It that James Ranscombe's flaming him when he's older. So I like him, but I, it's so sad he grows up to be Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're talking about Jack Dylan Grazer. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, that's his uh, name. He it, has a name. Sorry, Jack. So Sorry, Jack. Oh, I know. Oh. Um, <laughs> we love you. We just hate the older version of you. Jesus. The middle version of you. I like James Ranscombe. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Mary Queen of Scots is out this week. I'm actually oh. seeing it on Sunday. Have you seen this? Has it been released over there yet? Yeah, I saw it. You've seen it? Um. Yeah, I saw oh, it. It was us. released... Um, in the U.S., like, limited, like, a, like three weeks ago, maybe, and I saw it right before um, I came back to Savannah, and it's, you know, like, I, I can tell, I used to be really into, like, Scottish history, because, Why? like, I got a great-grandpa <laughs> that's Scottish. Oh, really? It's, like, my hair, yeah, yeah, I'm super, all my, like, heritage is British Isles in Canada, that's, like, it, um... So, I was really into it when I was in, like, fifth grade and, like, oh, I'm discovering my ancestry. You know what I mean? And I really liked Scrooge McDuck, too, so maybe that was part of it. <laughs> Just on that note, did you see the Netflix film, uh, Outlaw King? No, I want to That's because, good. like, I'm a whore for the Middle Ages. It's, um, it's <laughs> about the Scottish king, so, yeah. Sorry. Back yeah. to what you were saying. But, um... I felt like an advert Scott's then. A- <laughs> Have yeah. you seen I Outlaw saw- King on Netflix? <laughs> It's Chris <laughs> a lot of the actual history, but like I could still tell that it was like not accurate, you know what I'm saying? They really oh. tried to wedge in some like woke like culture, like with like there's a gay character and it just felt very like forced in, I guess. And they meet in the movie. They never met in real life, her and Queen Elizabeth. No, so. they didn't, did they? Yeah. No, well, so, I mean, you know, it still was enjoyable. Like, if you go in, like, being okay with the fact that it's definitely not, like, 100% factual, like, Saoirse and um, Margot Robbie are great, um, the costumes are great, it's filmed well, it's worth seeing. I mean, I was always going to see it because Margot Robbie's in it and Saoirse Ronan's in it. Yeah. 
So Yeah, I mean, that's why I saw it. Yeah. When it was first announced, I kind of looked up the brief outline of the story and thought, oh, that doesn't actually sound all that interesting. Um, yeah. It's one of those things, like a story you tell the kid, like, oh, and they fell out and she locked her away and, like, she yeah. wanted to be king. She wanted to be queen and she wanted to be queen. But then when you actually, like, play the storyline out in a timeline, you're kind of like, this is not that interesting. It's like something interesting no, happened. No, it's and definitely you else did. slow. Yeah, my mom fell asleep. Oh, bless her. I don't fault her for it, to be honest. (laughs) But that's that's what's coming out this week. So quite a few good ones to come, which is quite good. Um, But yeah, the topic of this week, awards season. Lots of opinions, lots of disappointment. Now, Courtney and I, we've known each other for a long time now. And there was a culture back on film Tumblr days where... Oh. people would stay up and watch the award shows all together and we'd all comment on it and talk to each other on it mm-hmm. and like for for English people like myself British people sorry British people like myself we'd have to stay up really late and obviously yeah. it was re- like I used to book the day off work after the Golden Globes and the Oscars I generally used to oh do God. it I used to do it because I'd stay I up didn't for like know that. 6 o'clock that's in the incredible. Um, but Throughout, I mean, I did that for like two, three years, and then after a while, after that, I kind of feel like this is really boring now. And yeah, obviously, this year, I mean, I gave up on the Golden Globes and the Oscars and the BAFTAs of like three, four years ago because I just found it really like I think most of it's fixed anyway. And I just and then obviously, yeah. with all the stuff about the industry, I just kind of felt like this is really dumb. Like, you found out all these people were doing really shitty things to women, and yet you still ignore them so much so like yeah. why am I going to watch your show so I don't really watch it anymore yeah. um, and obviously the Golden Globes were very recently and there was a lot of disappointment and comments on it and because I don't really watch it or have much to do with it I just kind of let it go over my head um, Yeah. I mean what's your opinion on these award shows now so yeah I used to watch them religiously Especially when I was, like, in high school, which is, like, the time you're referring to. And I would, you know, do all the Tumblr thing. I watched it with my dad. We were very into it. Um, And I pretty much tried to see every, like, Best Picture nomination nominee. And then now that I'm away, I don't have a TV. They're really hard to stream. You know, you have to, like, illegally stream them. Oh, my God. I had to turn everything else in the house. Yeah, I did it the first, like, I did it my freshman year. I did it for the Oscars. Um, I don't even remember what was up there. I don't even want to bother with it. Um, <laughs> I think that was The Revenant. That was when Leo won for The Revenant. I don't know. I think the year um, but I anyway. stopped watching was the year that Leo didn't win for The Wolf of Wall Street. So that was probably the year before? Two yeah, years that was the year before because yeah. I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. So I watched it. I carried on for one more year after you. And then I kind (laughs) of gave up um, because I, at that point, I had stopped going to film school. I was kind of jaded about, like, that side of film. And I got really into horror movies. And they're not at the Oscars, so I didn't pay attention. And now I've slowly kind of gotten to where it's like an equilibrium of the, you know, pretentious shit and horror movies so it's I'm a little more into it now and I've been paying attention just through social media and I went into the Golden Globes this year pissed um because Ethan Hawke was robbed Ethan yeah this is the thing that in particular this year for some reason the categories were quite messed up so 
films yeah. like Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Is Born, which are so obviously musicals, were put in the drama category, which obviously yeah. meant that dramas such as First Reformed were, or and Tully, for example, were not included. Yeah. And so I really didn't understand that. Um, I mean, like I said, I don't get too involved with them. I do always, I mean, like, like yourself, I used to always try and watch the best film nominees because I just thought, oh, it's quite mm-hmm. nice that they have, like, someone to give you a list and be like, okay, I'm going to complete this. It was kind of like a little task to do. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I think I've, I've always missed one out because there's always one in there you think, I ain't fucking watching that. I don't even care if it wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, but, and so when I read the winners this year, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, for me, in general, I feel like, I mean, these awards were put in place to celebrate achievements and now it just seems like it's all about money and advertising yep. and publicity. I mean, you had that Fiji water girl and I think Jamie, J- Jamie Lynn Curtis had a really good point that she didn't have any pictures with her because she thought it was really, really poor and, like, trashy. Yeah. And I completely agree. Um, yeah. But to be honest, like, what value do these awards even offer? I mean, obviously, in the industry side, if you win a Golden Globe or a Oscar, obviously, that makes you more profitable as a director or a writer, yeah. as a producer. So, obviously, studios are going to go to you and give you more money because obviously with a golden globe win or with an oscar win you can put that on your poster it's the same with independent film like it's so dumb but like with demi once we won one award more festivals wanted our film even though it was exactly the same film that it was before it won the award once he won the award they wanted it and with actors too actors that want to work with us once we'd won awards our amount of applications for casting doubled yeah and it's silly because it's nothing i mean the award is lovely no i know but it's yeah you know, but, but i know what you mean but even like a nominee like we got not we've got like i think we've got like 18 award nominations now mm-hmm. and that somehow gives us more like stature which is bonkers to me mm-hmm. because my writing well no it's kind of it's kind of better now i'm just saying my writing's always kind of been <laughs> the same but i mean what value do these awards kind of offer us because you think about that I mean that's on like a film term but I'm talking about like awards in life now so like yeah. when you were in high school I mean I don't know if it works differently in America but like did you ever have like student of the year or headmaster award yeah yeah yeah. like when you think about it that's such a shitty thing <laughs> it is it's really you know we had like really specific ones like for each like um subject like a freshman year in high school i got language arts of the year oh that's quite cool because it's kind of like you specialize so it's a little more specific so it's not as mean but yeah, yeah like a full-on student of the year that's just rude <laughs> like, well like in 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 primary school i don't know how what do you guys refer to as primary school so like i would have been like aged four to eleven elementary elementary okay so elementary school they used to do a headmaster award every year and i won it Mm -hmm. twice (laughs) i think maybe because they just felt sorry for me because i got bullied so much but i kind of i was thinking the other day i was like because i got bullied for winning the headmaster awards i was like thanks guys you think you're trying to help me here yeah you're just making it worse (laughs) you're making it worse stop giving me praise um but then i thought about like employee of the month awards so like at my old workplace of work they used to do like an employee of the month thing but there was like 400 employees so like oh my god <laughs> so like it would take 400 months for everyone to win the award and i kind of felt like if you're the employee of the month every single month 
I don't know. It just now when I once I started thinking about it, it just felt like a really weird concept. Like for example, like with Rianne Pictures, there's four of us that work all the time on everything, like yeah. post production, pre production. If I did an employee of the month, I'd feel really shitty because I'd feel like. I'm saying like, oh yeah, the work you did this month was great, but it wasn't as good enough to get this award. Yeah. So I just think if I ever like, what, if the team got bigger, I don't think I'd ever introduce like a a scheme like that. Like if someone's no doing amazing, you would obviously tell them and you'd want that to kind of like, I don't know, infiltrate to, throughout the rest of the group so that they'd all like kind of do the same kind of level of work. But I mean, imagine yeah. if you did an employee of the month and, like, one person never won it. Like, you'd f- I'd feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... It, it's, it kind it's of feels like you're bullying them to either leave or... Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think awards... Awards are quite odd. What do you reckon? They are. <laughs> when you no, think about I'm it in general, you're kind of like, why do we do this? Like, everyone gets stressed yeah, up and it's it's like, really stupid. It's funny. I, I quite liked it this week. Someone shared on Twitter um, and they captioned it like the only award exception speech that matters. And it was Joe Pesci for when he won for Goodfellas. Yeah. And he just got up and went, I saw that. it was a pleasure. And then just walked away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I find them a little bit redundant now. I mean, obviously in film work, <laughs> I'm not saying stop giving me awards. Um, I'm just saying yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a strange concept when you look at it from an outside perspective. Like if, like for, for kids as well. I mean, I know a lot of schools over here, they stopped doing like sports day because they didn't want kids to like be downhearted if they didn't win. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I just think that, that we- shouldn't be the only motivator. No, it shouldn't be. Where are all those kids now anyway that won at sports day? Where are they? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I don't know. When do the Oscar nominations come out? Is it next week? I feel like they're delaying it because they have messed up so much this year. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's not a female director in that category, I think someone's going to set fire. And they should do it. They should set fire. There won't be. (laughs) There won't be. There will not be. No, there won't. There will not be. Was there one last year? Yeah, Greg Gerwig. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that was just a that cop was, out as that well. That was it. That was just a cop out. Oh uh, yeah. Well. You just know it is. But um, yeah. someone um, actually recommended that they should do a best director female best director male category. I was like, there'd still be no women nominated. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, it's um, I mean it's it's downhearted, but I mean like I said, I mean I I I pay attention to them in regards to I read the list, but I'm not going to sit there for six hours. And yeah, watch it anymore. I'll. Just- no, I'll just go on Twitter every half an hour and check up. You know, that's what I've been doing. I've just been enjoying the red carpet shit, too. Like, <laughs> outfits and stuff. So it's nice. With their little Time's Up bracelets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did say recently, I said that the BAFTAs not recognising a female talent in those categories. People should just not go. Like, could you imagine if, like, Olivia Coleman just didn't go? And like, yeah. like all of the women just said like, no, fuck it, we're not coming. But then the other side mm-hmm. of that was, why should they have to miss out on a really great celebration of their achievement? Exactly. Like it's just to make a point. Just yeah. to make a point. Like it's it's annoying because one way you think, oh, just don't. it's like when last year when everyone wore black, I thought, no, just don't fucking go. 
Like, yeah. You would would you be able to market films without women these days? I don't yeah. know. The whole thing's a big big mess. But yeah, it is. That's it, I think. <laughs> yeah. 